All right, we're back, and welcome to another edition of the Homeschool Education Supplement that we know as Interesting Stuff. And today, we are going to be looking at the wonderful world of teeth. Yes, we've all got them, hopefully, and we need them. And we're going to look at why we need them and uh, how they function and all the other little bits and pieces around that as well. So let's do it. Why do we have teeth? Well, your teeth help you bite food into smaller bits so that you can swallow it more easily. Chewing mushes up food with spit, and your spit contains enzymes that spread the digestion of starchy foods. And digestion, of course, is the way your body breaks down food into molecules that your body can actually use. These molecules are actually groups of atoms that pass through your gut wall into your blood. And that's why it's very important to have a really healthy stomach and gut so that the food passes through more easily and the body can get the nutrition it needs to the different parts that need it. Now, how tough are teeth? Well... The crowns, the white bits of the teeth, are the toughest parts of the human body. They're made up of enamel, a substance stronger than bone. And your enamel is tough enough to withstand the wear and tear of daily eating. And if you think about some of the things that we put in our mouths, well, you're going to have to have strong teeth to chew through a lot of that, especially what kids put in their mouth. Have you seen those gobstoppers and other kinds of sweets that they have to chew and crunch down on? Crazy, huh? Anyway, so the enamel is the outside part, but inside we have several different sections. We have dentine, we have pulp, and finally within that we have the blood vessels and nerves. Now if you can imagine a picture of a tooth cut in half, the dentine part under the enamel is softer than the crown. It soaks up the force when you bite down. Below that, the pulp contains nerves and blood vessels. The blood vessels supply energy and nutrients to the living parts of the tooth. Your gums around that protect the dentine and the pulp, and the root attaches to your jawbone, and it stops your tooth falling out. And really, we don't want to have our teeth falling out now, do we? And how many teeth do we get? Well, humans get two sets of teeth. Your 20 baby teeth start appearing when you're about six months old. And most adults have 32 teeth or around that number. This includes up to four extra molars or back teeth known as wisdom teeth. And usually adult teeth appear from the age of six onwards. Although what is less known is that the adult teeth actually start growing when you're a baby. And when they're ready to appear, they break down the roots of the baby tooth. So the tooth becomes wobbly and drops out. And then the adult tooth pops through, just like that. And humans have four different types of teeth. They have incisors, canines, premolars, and molars. And each one works in a slightly different way. Now, the incisors at the front are really good for biting. They have a shape kind of like a shovel, I suppose. And then next to that, we find the canine teeth. This is usually in a pointed shape, which is good for tearing food like meat. 
Then moving along and around the mouth, we have the premolar, which has a flat shape, which is really good for chewing. And usually we have four of these, and then after that, there are the molar teeth. And this shape is ideal for chewing and grinding up the food into little pieces. And if you want to check those out, you can stand in front of a mirror and find the incisors at the front, next to them the canines, then the premolars, and then finally the molars at the back. And so now you've checked your teeth out, you might want to do a little experiment. Did you know that everybody's bite is different? So um, here's the experiment. Take a little piece of cheese, if you can find one from the fridge, and bite down gently on it. Bite just hard enough to leave marks on the cheese, but don't bite all the way through it. Then take another piece and ask someone else to bite on another slice of cheese, and then you can compare the marks. You should find out that everyone has a different bite because everyone has a slightly different shape to their teeth. And so the bite marks vary too. In fact, back in 1954, a burglar in Texas in the United States was identified from the bite marks he left on a piece of cheese that he nibbled on. Which I guess goes to show that you should probably have a meal before you go out burgling. Not that you should do that anyway, of course. Now, teeth are great and important to have, but sometimes they also cause us problems as well. In fact, one of my teeth cracked the other day, and part of it broke and fell off. And um, I guess it's back to the dentist for me, which is crazy because I just had a checkup the other week and the dentist said, your teeth are all fine. But uh, hmm, apparently they're not. Anyway, teeth are tough, but things can go wrong. Slimy films of bacteria form on teeth, especially close to the gum line. You can brush the bacteria off, but clumps of tobacco harden into stuff that we call tartar. This needs a dentist, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> to remove it. Bacteria next to the tooth can actually feed on sugars and produce acids, and the acids can make holes in your teeth, which might require you to have a filling. And so if you don't want holes in your teeth, or you want less fillings, you should probably consume less sugary foods. And also, if you want to take care of your teeth, you should brush your teeth for at least two minutes, at least twice a day. And that would probably be in the morning and in the evening. I would suggest after breakfast and probably before you go to bed. But it's probably a good idea to brush after every meal as well. And when you brush, you're going to probably use a little bit of toothpaste as well. You don't need more than a pea-sized lump on your brush, but um, that will help to keep the teeth healthy and get some of the bacteria off. Usually dentists recommend that you hold your brush at an angle of 45 degrees, pointing up for the upper jaw and down for the lower jaw. Did you like that accent? That was my dentist accent. Anyway... They recommend brushing gently, paying special attention to the gum line, and don't forget to brush behind the teeth too. Yep, yep, just like me, I do that when I remember, of course. And there's not just toothbrushes, of course, you might want to use an interdental brush as well to get right in between the teeth and clean out those sticky bits of food that get stuck in there as well. But having healthy teeth and gums wasn't 
always as easy as it is today. In fact, you want some freaky facts? Well, rich Romans to have healthy teeth gargled with their own wee. (laughs) Yep, I know, I know. They thought that if they cleaned their teeth this way, it would also give them fresh breath. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Another fact, well, before toothbrushes, people chewed on twigs, and uh, a lot of them didn't actually clean their teeth at all, which um, led to horrible problems that you can imagine, especially in the Western world with everybody's love for sweet foods and cakes. Another fact, the rich tutors used toothpaste made from sugar. Yep, they thought it was good for them because it was really expensive. Uh, Right, well, you can learn the obvious lesson from that. Another fact, in the 1700s, dentists removed teeth with a tool called a tooth key. Ah, Sometimes it could break the tooth or even the patient's jaw, and I don't even want to know how that worked. Another fact, well, early false teeth were often made using real teeth that were sometimes taken from dead people. And our final freaky fact, well, William Addis was the inventor of the modern toothbrush, which he invented in the 1780s, when he was in prison and he had to clean his teeth with soot. So what he did was he made a toothbrush from an old bone and some pig bristles. And that is a freaky fact. Funny how things started, isn't it? Hmm. Now, not only do humans have teeth, but animals have teeth as well. Most mammals can be included in this. In fact, the only mammals without teeth are pangolins and anteaters. In fact, some scientists will tell you that there's actually no difference between pangolins and anteaters, but that's a different topic. Anyway, they swallow small stones to break up food in their stomachs, instead of actually having teeth. Each mammal itself has a different type of teeth, naturally, because they probably have different food that they eat. So each animal's teeth will vary according to the animal's diet. For example, meat-eating animals have canine teeth or teeth with cusps for tearing away the meat, and plant-eating animals have molar teeth for chewing on the leaves of plants. Now, something that people have that animals don't have is, as I've mentioned, a toothbrush. And it would be a bit strange if animals had toothbrushes. Yeah, Can you imagine them trying to brush their teeth with toothbrushes? Can you imagine a panda with a toothbrush? Be a bit weird. Anyway, as you probably know, there are different kinds of toothbrushes. There's the basic soft, medium, and firm. I prefer the firm ones, to be honest, but it depends on how old you are and the kind of teeth that you have. But scientists themselves, in their studies, have discovered that people who use an electric toothbrush in general have healthier teeth and gums. Also, they have less tooth decay and are also able to keep their teeth for longer compared with those who just use a normal brush. Now, I don't know about you, but I have uh, both kinds of brushes sitting in my bathroom and... um, I probably use the normal classical toothbrush more than the electric one. Maybe I should switch. Hmm. 
But in general, what scientists have found is that the electric toothbrush has more brush strokes per minute, around 3,000, and that helps keep the teeth clean. Now, if 3,000 is not enough for you, you could try a sonic toothbrush, which instead of rotating back and forth like the classical electrical one, these brushes vibrate super quickly, delivering 10 times as many brush strokes as a typical electrical brush. And if that's not enough, you can even get an ultrasonic toothbrush, which vibrates at nearly 100 million times a minute. That's incredible. 100 million times a minute. How do you even measure that? Wow. That's got to keep your teeth super clean. I guess that's how the Hollywood film stars must do it, I suppose. Now, not all teeth are created equal across not just human beings, but different animal species as well. So let's have a look at some amazing facts about animal teeth. First, the saber-toothed tiger. You know that giant wild cat that lived during the Ice Age? Well, did you know that this killing machine had serrated canine teeth that were 28 centimeters long? That's almost half a length of your average ruler. Next, did you know that Bambi, that cute little deer, had an evil twin, the male musk deer, which has tusk-like canine teeth that protrude or stick out from its upper jaw, and that it uses these fangs for fighting rival males. And of course, not every animal's teeth are pearly white. The coypus, which is a large semi-aquatic rodent, actually has orange teeth. The color comes from the iron that keeps their tooth enamel strong. Now here's a scary one. Did you know that there was a fish called the sheep's head fish, which has terrifyingly similar to human teeth? It actually has incisors at the front of the jaw plus three rows of molars, and these gnashers help the fish to crush the shells of its prey. Uh, yep, uh, wouldn't like to get stuck in its jaws. And what about the prehistoric Megalodon, which was the largest shark that ever lived? Well, not only did it grow up to 18 meters in length with its body, but its humongous jaws were lined with 276 teeth. Wow, that's a lot. Moving on, zebras. Did you know that their super strong teeth actually keep growing for their whole lives? And this is because the teeth are constantly worn down while the animals are grazing and eating. Then what about this crazy fact that snails can have up to 14,000 teeth, making them the toothiest animals on earth. In fact, their tongues are covered in rows of microscopic teeth, which are used for scraping food. Then there's piranhas, which are famous for their razor-sharp teeth and powerful ability to bite. And also, did you know they can smell a drop of blood? Just one drop in 200 liters of water. Whoa. And if you've seen any horror films, you'll know that those razor-sharp teeth can chomp through anything very quickly. And finally, hippos. Those big, beautiful animals. Well, they might look cute and cuddly to some... 
but their giant canine teeth can grow up to 50 centimeters long and are used for combat rather than eating. These aggressive herbivores are considered one of the deadliest animals in the world and you certainly wouldn't want to get caught in their jaws. They don't have many teeth but what they do have are large, sharp, pointy and terrifying. That's for sure. And you want one more? Well, okay. And uh, I suppose where you find hippos, you're also going to find crocodiles. You know what they say? Never smile at a crocodile. That's from a film, isn't it? Which film was that from? Anyway, um, regarding a crocodile's teeth, did you know that the crocodile has one of the most powerful bites in the animal kingdom? Mammals and other animals with hard bites have thick tooth enamel, but scientists have discovered that crocodiles have much thinner layers on their teeth. This is because they are polyephoodonts. Did I say that right? Probably not. Let's try again. Polyephoodonts. No, I still don't think I'm getting it right. Anyway, they're a special group, which means that they keep replacing their teeth throughout their lives. They have 80 teeth, which can each be replaced up to 50 times. Next to each full-grown tooth is a small replacement and a stem cell. When the full-grown tooth is lost, the stem cell activates, telling the little tooth to start growing. Wow. And just thinking, wouldn't it be much easier if we as human beings had teeth that just kept continually growing? Although, it would probably make our smiles look a bit weird, I imagine. Hmm, probably just best to uh, brush and take care of the teeth that you have. Although with science doing a lot of crazy things, you never know what's going to be in the future. But personally, I'm happy that we know what we know about teeth and that we can keep them clean and that um, I can visit the dentist two or three times a year and the dentist can uh, check out my teeth and let me know what I need to do and uh, what I need to take care of. Especially as dentists didn't always exist. And where did that occupation come from? And I've always thought it was a strange job to do. And a really difficult one as well, <laughs> to spend all your day looking into people's mouths and, oh, wow, that, that, respect. <laughs> I've got great respect for dentists, that's for sure. Anyway, their history. Well, the first dentist is actually considered to be a man called Pierre Fouchard. He's called the father of modern dentistry, and his work overturned old ideas and changed the way that we think about those important parts of our mouths. And so basically when Pierre was around 15 years old, he joined the Navy as a surgeon's apprentice. And we're talking early 1700s here. So we're going back about 300 years, over 300 years. And when this gentleman joined the Navy, well, he became interested in dentistry after noticing that many sailors had severe dental problems caused by scurvy, which was a disease resulting from a lack of vitamin C in the body. And vitamin C, you know, you can find it in fresh fruit and vegetables, and these things weren't available to the sailors on long journeys. Well, Pierre took notes and studied the sailors and then wrote a book. And his book, The Surgical Dentist, 
was published in 1728. It took him five years to write it and another five years to edit it. And it was the first ever book on dentistry to give a description of teeth and how to treat them properly. His book overturned old classical ideas about the causes of tooth decay. Many people had thought that tooth decay was caused by worms which lived inside of the teeth. However, Pierre used a microscope to look closely at teeth and didn't find any evidence of the worms at all. This realization led him to argue that tooth decay was in fact caused by eating too much sugar. And to treat the holes created by the sugar, Pierre proposed that the hole could be cleaned out and filled instead of people just pulling out the whole tooth. And so not only did he create a whole new industry, but he also saved a lot of people a lot of pain. Because most people who visited the dentist in the 18th century would have sat on the floor with the dentist holding their head still by clamping it between their knees. Pierre argued that patients should instead be offered a special chair so the dentist could more easily carry out their work and the patient could be made more comfortable. It's also interesting to note that some dentists working in the 18th century were not very honest. Pierre saw it as his duty to share with the public some of the tricks bad dentists used to fool their patients. And this included things like using acid to clean teeth, which caused their enamel to dissolve. So anyway, Pierre transformed dentistry. Not only did he work hard to understand what caused tooth decay, he also developed many new techniques to treat other dental problems. But what was most special about Pierre was that he shared his great knowledge, making sure many others could learn from his experience. And that's what great people do, isn't it? They take their learning and their experience and they share it with other people so that they can learn too. And that's how we build and that's how we grow and that's how society moves forward, hopefully. And on that super positive note, we come to the end of our homeschool educational supplement today. I hope there was something interesting, exciting, unusual. I hope you learned something. And as usual, under the video, you'll find some comprehension questions to help you check your understanding. And it's nice to finish on a light note. In fact, do you want a joke? Do you want a joke? Okay, here's one for you. If a dentist makes a mistake, what do they call it? Accidental. Dun, dun, dun. Did you like that one? I got that from a book, you know. Can you tell? Huh? Oh, well. Anyway, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I wish you a fantastic day, and I hope to speak to you again soon. Take care, and bye for now.